Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. On tonight's show, powerlifter James Brinkat Smith is back at Sport HQ. Remember, we met him a few weeks ago and had a cracking evening. Hope he's got some more stories to tell us. This time, daughter Ella has come to tell us about her powerlifting career, and I think more to the point, to keep Dad in check. Adam Holland joins us. He's on his run, manic run, world-breaking run, hair-brained run. <laughs> Call it what you like, but um, we last spoke to him last on Thursday, didn't we? And he was somewhere, as he put it, in Scotland. Well, now he should be somewhere in England. Graham Welsh talks to us all things striders. This is, of course, the renowned Radio New at Sport. He should actually be somewhere near Shrewsbury, but with Adam, who knows? Fondens, Libby Johnson has been selected for the England Under-21s on the Indoor Cricket Elite Performance Programme. Fantastic news. And it continues because Freddie Pollock has joined, has been crowned the Junior D Champion at the British Speed Skating Championships held in Sheffield over the weekend. In addition, Freddie was also presented with a certificate marking his British 1,000 metres record achieved in Italy. And it gets better, because Chloe Davis followed in the footsteps of Lauren Workman and got her first victory in the ring for Newark Amateur Boxing Club. And she did it on the road in Leicester. Newark Athletic Club's Zoe Smith com- competed at the Scunthorpe AC Winter Warm-Up event. I think we got the timings a bit wrong on that. And came away with a bronze in the 150 metres, a silver in the 80 metres and a gold in the long jump. Newark Rugby Club's under-15 girls beat a strong Burton side 43-17 for their best victory of the season. And I'm also told an excellent referee performance from our very own Maddie Cross. On to football and Collingham's under-18s reached their third cup final of the season with a 4-1 defeat of Lincoln United. The final of the Andy Bandilo Memorial Cup against Cleethorpe's time is on April the 28th at Brigtown. Long Bennington's march towards the Notch Youth League Under-18 Championship continue with a 2-1 win at Sandiacre. Three more victories for the goals needed. Newark Town at Bottom Club Holy Spirit for 12 to keep their chances of a second-place finish alive. And Farndon, who also have ambitions of that second-place spot, they won 4-1 against West Bridgeford. Sam Richards hitting a brace. No match for Gary Atwood's team on Sunday, but the RHP Colts did win last Wednesday against arch-rivals Rushdens. 2-1 down at half-time. Storming second half, they come back to win 3-2 to keep their hopes of a championship alive. It may be April, but there's a lot to play for yet in this football season. 1-2-3, Mr Smith. Libby Johnson, Freddie Polak, Chloe Davis. Bang, bang, bang. Um, Libby Johnson. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. Under 21's indoor cricket elite performance programme. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely outstanding. And and it's not only um, a great um, credit to Libby, but all the people who supported her 
so that she could uh, go abroad to represent England. It's, 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 it's a great shot in the arm for them as well. Apparently, mum's mum's baking cakes already to raise some, <laughs> to raise the funds again. So, but I'm so pleased for Teresa as well. Yeah, um, she's doing an absolute cracking job in. It's just one of those supporting Libya all the way here. Is this one of those lovely, heartwarming community stories, isn't it? It's where a, everybody gets together. It's a Newark story, isn't yeah. It? yeah. And the Bleasby story, of course, is our young speed creator, Freddie. Oh, yeah. um, you know, he's now British champion, um, and. Uh, He's got a 1,000-metre record to go with it as well. Absolutely. You know, I mean, another youngster yeah. going places. But I've got some breaking news. You're leaving? No, oh. this, this is... Builds me up. A breaking news that will stun sport. I've been asked to join a football team. As what? A player. <laughs> they were looking for a back three, and I thought, I can see a niche, an opening... But no, I've, I've been asked by my very good friend, Pat Douglas, of Collingham, to join his walking footballers. And um, I'm thinking of giving it a go. Oh, dear. Because if you break into a stroll, it's a free kick, so I'm, it's, I'm ideally suited. It's about your barrow, that yeah, is Yeah, exactly. Pat's going to come in on sometime early May to have a chat about um, walking football and him and Chris, of course, on the ground hopping trips around the uk so we'll have a chat about um, and the autographs your right. your walking football yeah. um, plus. um <laughs> one more quick one before we talk to our guest chloe davis you sort of talked very highly in when you saw chloe box uh, in the what do you call it the when you can't exhibition match whatever it is skills skills competition that's yeah. it you, you spoke very highly of, of chloe um chloe is now gone in the ring um with purpose shall we say yeah and she's gone to leicester and she's won well it's i mean she the, well, the, the the whole occasion was great but it was also unique because um i'd never seen skills boxing before but um of all those parading their skills chloe was the one that stood out because it was obvious that if she'd have been let go those punches that she got in there we're just sort of touching the opponent on that occasion, but if there's anything behind it, she'd have won. I'm just... I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing about Chloe, because Cl Chloe's performance on the night was absolutely wonderful. It was the two lads, one from Newark, one from Boston, Boston. who was the, supposed to be in a skills competition, and after about 20 <laughs> seconds, the referee threatened to send one of them home. <laughs> they started unloading on each other, as, as Newark versus Boston tend to do, but usually with copious amounts of alcohol added to the situation. <laughs> And uh, they started to uh, thump seven bells out of each other. And for the first time ever in my long and uh, undistinguished boxing uh, career, or, as, as a journalist, I should say, um, <laughs> it, but basically the referee stopped it and said, no, pack it in or I'll send both of you home. <laughs> Which I've never heard in a boxing, but uh, by the side of a boxing ring before. Absolutely magic. Oh, dear. What a cracking, <laughs> what a cracking night that was. So well done to all our youngsters and we're going to have to talk to another youngster in, in in a few minutes time that's uh also on the road to glory but dad's um dad's got the glory already so uh, we better we better start and, and talk to what um i've christened the big man so let's just um hope he accepts that one as a compliment and because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's between me and the door <laughs> um, you can run faster james brinkatsmith <laughs> came in um, and talk to us about powerlifting. He actually talked to us about an awful lot more than powerlifting, and it was a very moving 
mm. moving hours. He told us how sport has helped him out tremendously and got him out of a few dark, dark corners. We won't go into it because his daughter's here as well. But um, James, you're looking well. That's the main thing. You're looking on top form. Yeah, we're feeling good. Yeah, you're feeling good and everything. Yeah, training's going well. I think there's something like 44 days till I fly out to Tokyo for the World Championships. Um, training's going okay. Not sure where we're at at the minute. What, uh, we had a little run out a couple of weeks ago at uh, Nottingham Strong for the we're gonna, North Midlands bit, and it was all right. Listed, so we're going to we're going to in detail look at a couple of those um, yeah. at, at, at those outings. Sort of three or four years ago, could you ever imagine that um, you're going to be on the plane to Tokyo for World Championships? Three or four years ago, you couldn't drag me out of just beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some would, some would say that's the case now, but at least it's only for a couple of pints and more of a social activity. But no, three or four years ago, going to Tokyo to do something that we're about to do now is um, was an absolute pipe dream. We wouldn't even dream of that sort of thing to be representing your country for now. What would be the the fourth time? Isn't certainly something I'd even I've think just of doing. Got to ask this question. So um, we're going. I'm going to bring Ella in sooner than what i've scripted so you know ten we past seven and, well it's out the window yeah. um ella welcome to radio new york sport i'm so pleased you can come along with dad so we're gonna have a chat to you about your sporting a, a little bit later on but first of all what do you think to uh, the big man your dad it's great i never thought like i never really knew about the sport so the minute he went into it i was quite impressed and saw a lot of things i wouldn't think you know, the weights that he's lifting, I never thought that, you know, anyone could lift it. Could you ever see your dad on the world stage? He's no, on the world stage I, as a musician, yeah, but can you see him on the world stage as a <laughs> I thought you know, it was sport. just, you know, a hobby. But then, I, you know, you see him on the platform lifting big weights and then you're like, wow. So on a, on a scale of one to ten, how proud of you of dad? Probably twelve. 12 that's a good answer <laughs> that's a good answer <laughs> brilliant we'll come back to ella and have a long pay you later <laughs> in, in, in a few minutes um, that's hell of a compliment because some of the things have come out within here <laughs> <laughs> um middle of january the british power lifting championships um give us a bit of a resume about that weekend oh well that went well that went really well um, a tricky weekend because we had the full power championships on a Saturday, which you have to squat, bench and deadlift out. And then another Sunday saw the British bench press championships. So I decided, like an absolute lunatic, that I'd try and do both again. <laughs> Having won the both last year, I thought, well, I'd, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, we'll go again and give it a go. The, sat- the Saturday um, went really well for the full power I thought we'd just, see how just, we went. Just for our, our listeners and me, um, full power is? Full power is, is all the disciplines. So you get nine lifts, you get to have a go at three squats, three bench presses and three deadlifts on the platform. Um, and then the best one of each each discipline goes forward for your total and the one with the highest total wins. Okay. So uh, that was on Saturday. So we went in, we were feeling pretty good, it was a nice day, um, weighed in in the afternoon, broke the scales, but that's not that's nothing new for myself. You um, did tell us a story out there, which I... I, I well, I, it's my I good friend Richard Scott, I he, he was in that. there as a referee 
I stood on the scales. He almost said, one at a time, please. <laughs> but um, he said, hey, kid, there's a Weybridge around the back. Why don't you go try there? So, but I'm not allowed out of the venue, so don't, never mind. So we, so we made a, a quick guess. <laughs> you see, me calling what the big man's week. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we went on there. So I, 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 we were really quite, me and my coach were really quite mindful that we needed to hold a little bit back because I was then had to be back again at nine o'clock in the morning um, for the bench press championships. So I, I only took two squats, squatted 300 for the first attempt, which went well, went 320 for the second attempt, which went super well, and then we left it then. We didn't we didn't opt to take a third attempt. Um, open with a bench press at 220 kilos, by which time I was about 70 kilos ahead of my, of my, my, my nearest rival. And um, so we, we left it at that then. So we only took one bench press and then went on and did a deadlift at the end just to get a total to make sure I could go forward. So I managed to win it in four lifts, which is uh, which is pretty good, really. I was quite happy with that. Pretty good. Re- ready to save something for the next day, and that that was that. British champion. What's a deadlift? It's literally on the floor. You bend down and pick it up to waist height. It's a bit like picking you up. <laughs> That's his dad. As there is lot of trying. Yeah, it's a barbell on the floor um, with weights on it. So you bend over, pick it up, stand up, put it back down again when they say you can. Because when I think of weightlifting, sort of having watched Olympics over the years, it's this bit where you pick it up and then you put it across your head and you stagger oh, about no. a bit, but you've oh, got to stand no. solid. Is, no, is, that, is, is, is that old hat? That's borderline stupidity. That, <laughs> that is, you've got to start before you're born to be any good at that. Yeah. Oh no! no I mean, hats off to those people that do that. There's so much technique involved in that. That's. Um, that is a, a hard sport to do. But powerlifting is not like that. There's a back squat, so you've got the barbell across your back, bend down to below parallel, stand back up again, bench press, and everybody knows what a bench press yeah. is, and then the deadlift. So, yeah, so that was a Saturday. We did well. We totaled, I think, 775 kilos, all in all, um, which got us the win. And then uh, it was home time. I finally got home about half past 11 that night, and then I was back over to Horncastle in the morning for the British Bench Press Championships. And all that old, uh, yeah, well, we'll save some in the tank for tomorrow, Mark. Didn't really work. I got my first bench press, and that was fine. That went well. Went for my second one, and uh, no, there was nothing left. But luckily, my opening, my opening bench press managed to secure the win again. So that was that. You're going to have to help me like you had to help me last time. There's nothing left. There's not what the stamina had, had gone. Or? It's just that my whole body was yeah. just so fatigued. The, the the adrenaline that you go through when you're going through that competition in the first place from the day one, um, hanging around, waiting at one o'clock in the afternoon, started competing. I didn't start lifting until six o'clock in the evening. By the time they got through the different flights, got home about half past eleven. I was absolutely shot at with the with the physical effort that goes into it, all the warm ups and everything else, and the adrenaline, and then your body just then just you feel a bit a little bit broken really. Like, like most athletes are and i think probably you more than than any in, in in your sport you've got to know when you can't push it any further well the weight pretty much tells you that because when i went for 230 kilos from a second lift it wouldn't go anywhere it got down <laughs> to my chest and that was it <laughs> got to shout to the boy no no <laughs> and that was the lot no so you know the great spotters and loaders the organizers of the event um stood there doing on the platform you've got five guys around you that if you can't manage that weight you know that those five will pick it up and invariably pick you up with it as well and put it back on the bar on the stands where it should be so the moral of the story is don't go to one event on saturday and over on a sunday well i mean we managed it didn't we (laughs) but 
um, no, it's not something I'd like to do again. It's not. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, you've also been. I've got here in the north, the North Midlands Bren- Bench Press Championships. That was uh, two or three that, weeks ago. Yeah, that went really well. Yeah, that went really well. So I, I opened with two hundred and twenty again. Went for the two thirty that I missed at the British Championships. That flew up really well. Um, and then uh, we went for broke and put two hundred and sixty-five kilos on the bar. It's quite a technical sport, really, bench pressing. If you don't get it, if you miss your line and you don't quite get it right, then um, then it's game over. So I got to the point where it was going down, and it, it, I slightly lost my judgment in where I was going with it, and um, I knew it wasn't going to go back up again. So they took it off me. But we'll we'll have another go at that in a few weeks over in Tokyo, and I think we'll manage it. But we'll see. Good stuff. You never know until the day. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, we're going to have a chat with Ella in about five minutes' time, but before Ella, um, we're going to try and find Adam Holland, who is, I do know, is still running. So um, let's just see if um, we can make contact or not. Okay, as those that you know who follow this programme on a regular basis um, know that we're following Adam Holland's epic journey from John O'Groats to Land's End, where he turns straight back round again and goes all the way up to John O'Groats. We last spoke to him Thursday of last week when he was um, running down the side of Loch Ro- of Loch Lomond. So between Thursday of last week and Tuesday, he's gone all the way from Loch Lomond. Where are you now, Adam? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I think you're somewhere near Shrewsbury. Sounds about right. It sounds about right. Um, and I do know is you're pointing towards the West Country, and that's um, put a bit of a spring in your step. Yeah, it'll be at Bristol tomorrow. And a couple of days after that, it's um, family time. You might even get a night in a decent bed. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Adam, uh, um, how's it going? How's how's the body standing up to it? How's the legs standing up to it? And how's the running shoes standing up to it? Uh, now that I've got new shoes, good. Um, still a few niggles, but I'm still moving. And is it just you running now? Cause it, I mean, there was a team when you started, but I think one by one, um, they've dropped was, by the wayside, yeah. haven't they? There was five of us, and there's only two of us left. Well, let's hope we can both, you can both get to Land's End. When you spoke to us la- last time, um, some of the youngsters was cheering you on as they went past the schools. I do know yep. you've met up with a postmistress in Penrith. Somebody's had a, a run with you. Um, are people warming to what you're doing? They are indeed. I've had uh, three people come out today just to wish me good luck. I had uh, Lady Anna earlier run with me. And I have a gentleman with me right now who's uh, walking and running because obviously I'm walking with me. How, how, how much longer you got to go tonight, Adam? I've got about eight miles left. For you, that's Probably not Probably about two hours. And, and then tomorrow it's somewhere near Shrewsbury to, to Bristol? Yes. Oh, I'm just entering Wellington now. You see, I wasn't far out. You're at Wellington. That, um, you, so you're not. You, you, um, you're not. You, uh, you're not far out. Is it still? Is the mind and the body still ready for what starts on Sunday? The return journey and the return journey is nine days to do it. I have no idea at the moment. I haven't really thought about it. And I don't really want to think about it. No, it's probably about the best thing, actually. actually. Scotland took a lot out of my mind, so... 
Yeah, Scotland, Scotland does that effect on people. <laughs> and also, I'm having technical difficulties with my watch, and that's supposed to tell me where I'm going. Navigation never has been your strongest point, so uh, let's, hope the, let's hope you get that watch working again correctly. Oh, yeah, because that's supposed to take me back up. Once you get down there, mate, you know, well, if you stay down there, no, no, nobody's, nobody's going to mind. But knowing you, you will turn around and, and you will compete it. Um, Adam, we'll try and pick up what, on you on Thursday night again, uh, because when we talk to you next week, hopefully you'll be on your way, you'll, you'll be on your way back. As ever, mate, be careful. We're all there supporting you. How, how's the um, charity, how's the funding coming on? Uh, I am over the 3,000 mark, so keep them coming in because it's absolutely amazing. And anybody and everybody can find you, of course, on social media on Adam Tango Holland. Thank you. Uh, Okay, mate, you be careful and we'll catch up with you again very, very soon. Well done. Take it easy. Well done, Adam. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. Adam Holland there from... Just outside Wellington in Shropshire. I mean, yes, it's mad. I know what you're going to say. It's mad, but it's also in its own way. It's just brilliant. I couldn't even dream of driving it. No, but you said earlier that it was last time I spoke to him, he was running past Loch Lomond. He sounded like he was in Loch Lomond there. Didn't he? <laughs> I hope he's the phones. Well, it's probably pouring down rain. Who, who, <laughs> who, who knows? But, you know, if, if you think about it, we, we spoke to him on thursday and he was just gently running alongside a lot of lomond we spoke to him on tuesday and he's run all the way down to shropshire it's just it just is beyond thinking about well i mean uh, having having driven around scotland i would imagine that that is very undulating to, to be running around it so uh it it, it, it sounds there as though, as though it's taken a heck of a lot out of him doesn't it at the minute i think it has and and the worst are still to come by an awful long way yeah i mean when you set out on these things it seems like a very very good idea and it's it's very exciting and then when you actually tackle it you realize just how seriously tough it is and um you know it's um i can only relate to how i felt at 20 miles in the london marathon and and your body just deserts you. And if it wasn't for a guy running alongside me that t- that chatted to me for the for the next six miles, I'd probably still be there sitting crying on a curb because it it just you, your body just packs in and it, it is like your body's like a car that just runs out of oil. And and it's uh, it, you really need friends at that point. It, it, it sounds as though he's at that stage. If Adam gets to Land's End, and I'm sure he will get to Land's End, but once he's got to Land's End, if he says, "Okay, enough's enough." It's not failure, James, is it? It's, oh, no, you know, no. he, he, he said he's going to run between John O'Groats and Land's End, turn straight land and go run back John O'Groats. If he says halfway through it, the body says enough's enough. Well, then he's an intelligent man if he listens to his body. Exactly. It's, it's not failure. Uh, it, it, I mean, he's not done it, okay, but it, it, what he has achieved <laughs> is by far and away what 99% of the rest of the population can even dream of achieving well like i said earlier hats off to the man i couldn't run a bath 
love it. You must love your dad. He's brilliant. Right, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk to it because there's no answer to that really. Is there? Um, Ella is lovely. We've worked that one out. She's 13 years old and she's James's daughter and she's with us tonight. So, Ella, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school? Um, I go to a girls' grammar school in Sleaford. You go to Sleaford? Right, so that's an early morning yes. early morning coach trip from where yeah. Fern, what is it? Um, Whereabouts? It's just where I see, I have to negotiate past half a oh, dozen buses every morning. Um, so where do, you get, where do you catch the bus? Uh, just... Near Aldi. Near Aldi. Oh, there's buses all over in the morning, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Education and sport, then. What comes first, the uh, the the sport or the education? Dad's sitting next to you, by the way. <laughs> I think education, because I need to like be educated in everything, and then that can be a hobby. How important is powerlifting to you, though? I mean, do, do, let me ask an obvious question. Do you power lift because it's what dad does and gives you a reason to to be with dad, to be involved in this sport, to do it? Or do you power lift because it's something that you really enjoy? Um, well, at first I never really knew what it was. I enjoyed watching strongman and competitions like that. Um, and then when my dad started it, I wanted to try, try give it a go. Because at school, when it came to PRs, I, I didn't like it because I, I wasn't good at anything in PE. Um, so I was a bit, oh, well, can't do this. What are we going to do next? Um, but now that I can do powerlifting, um, if I can't do something in PE, at least I have there that to say, oh, well, at least, although I can't do this, at least I can powerlift. So the school, I assume, knows that you're a powerlifter. Yeah. Because the interest, it, it intrigues me, because we, we, we often talk about, we get youngsters in, 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 in the irregular. We had them. Um, we mentioned at the top of the show, Freddie Polak from Bleasby. He's a speed skater. He's not keen on football. He doesn't like rugby. But he's a British champion speed skater. Um, Harry Wainwright comes in here. He's, um, he's a young Lewis Hamilton on the kart circuit. But he doesn't tell the people at school what he does. He's one of the UK's top carters for his age. But because it's not mainstream sport... He doesn't like to talk about it at school. Do you talk about Did the school talk about it? Did the school encourage you? What do your friends think? There's lots of questions there, but work um, your way through them. All my friends um, support it. My best friend, she wants to see my first competition. Um, in reception, we do have a sport board where people's pictures do go on there. So we have people doing judo, swimming, triathlons, a lot of different things. Uh, my PE teachers, they're always asking, you know, how are you doing? So it's quite supportive. I, I suppose PE, of course, could also help help in your sport and then work, work with the teachers to build your fitness up yeah. for it as well. You know, no good you standing out there with a hockey stick playing hockey, but it would be great if you did some circuit training or something. Yeah, it, um, it definitely helps with... Um, fitness because with competitions you have to be fit enough to do the whole competition not be like so tired okay so you're 13 so um you haven't done your first competition yet is that an age thing or is it a question that you have to build up to a certain standard um it is an age thing um you have to be 14 to start competing so um just before then it's getting strength up so you can hopefully win 
And I suppose the 14 thing is because the body's still yeah. still building, isn't it, if you get what I mean? Okay, so I understand that. Where do you go for your training? Um, I go to Horncastle Powerlifting Gym every So that's the same as yeah. the big man? Yeah. Yep. And my dad has his own gym, so I sometimes go there as well. Good. My dad had his own gym. That's <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's not what you know, is it? It's not what you know. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing it? Um, I think nearly a year. Nearly a year. I'm so sure. it's it's it would have tested my patience to be doing it for a year and knowing I can't do a a competition. Um, has there been times when you think I'm ready? I want to do it. Um, yeah. Because I think the whole time it's just been about what I'm achieving so far, but it's also, you know, I can't wait to the competition to see how much I can lift then compared to what I can lift now. What are you, what are you lifting now? Um, I'm mostly, like, looking at reps just to build up my strength and technique. Right, tell, tell, again, I, I struggle with your dad, so what what are reps? Um, just how many times you... Repetition? Yeah. Okay, so, just how many times... So, a weight that you can, you know you can lift, but you, yeah. you keep... Okay. We learn so much, don't we, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an education, this programme. I've you, always you, said that. You wouldn't believe sometimes. But, about, but I still keep coming back. There's about, un- <laughs> there's about 100 years' experience between us two, you know, and... Yeah. Sitting here, we know absolutely yeah. nothing, do we? I've got about 30 of a share of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James, can we just um, come back to you for a moment? Um... The question is the obvious question is um when she announced that um she wanted to do powerlifting what was her reaction a bit of a mixture really there's um a bit of trepidation um both myself and mum were thinking well do, do you want to do it just because dad does it um but then when she did start it she enjoyed it and like ella's already already um spoken about her then attitude towards PE at school just is completely elevated. It was it was a case of oh I, I hate sports. I, I hated sports as a kid. Didn't like football. Played a bit of rugby because you got to bang into each other. But you know I, I didn't really sport at school for me was a bit of a drudge and it certainly was for Ella. And she found that she really just enjoyed powerlifting and um, and from that her attitude at school is is is, is elevated so much, especially for PE. With it to finding something that you are good yeah. at, I did a talk at Bradford Academy um, a couple of years ago about about children in and not not particularly sport, but um, about how trying to find your why in that why why is this child being like they are? Why are they misbehaving? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing the other? And about encouraging them to find something that gives them a bit of a purpose, and that from that on, um, the how they will then react within school is completely different. Like you've got the young boys in the corner that are always fighting. Well, mm. send, them down, send them down to the gym. Yeah. Send them to a boxing club. If you want to fight, lads, go and do that. And the, the, the quiet ones in the corner who don't want to do anything but sit and read a book, well, is there something you can find that will, that will engage them? Children that aren't particularly engaging in a situation. It's not because they don't want to. It's because they've not really found what they're good at. And finding something that a child's good at is is so empowering hmm. especially Talk, for girls at the minute talking of that one question i forgot to ask one important question i forgot to ask you are you a musician yes 
I thought you might be somehow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you play? I play the piano and clarinet. Okay then. So, are you a better musician than Dad? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be one day? Hopefully. Hopefully. Excellent. <laughs> I, I forgot all about that one, but obviously she, she's she's going to be a musician, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Is she's that, very good. Your, what's your first look? I know Ella's your first. I know that. What's your first love? Music or powerlifting? Well, it was music. It started yeah. off as a hobby, and then after doing it for a career for so long, it sort of beats it out of you. Well, that's how I felt towards the end. <laughs> it's know. a bit like working with him, James. <laughs> no, you get to the point where I'd be very happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to the point where I, I just had enough. Um, but I think it, everything else that goes along with it. Uh, yeah. But no, I think I think um, lifting is definitely my first passion these days. Okay, it's um, not just about me; it's about helping others as well, which is course. which is really good. Of course. Um, May, Tokyo. Yeah. Um, has she managed to get a flight on the plane? Sadly not. Oh, no. oh shocking. No, it's during term time. Terrible. So. Terrible. Anyway, um, tell me all about a dream trip. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's held just outside in, a, in on the, one of the suburbs of Tokyo, Narita, and it's the World uh, Classic and Equip Bench Press Championships. And uh, being held in Japan as well, it's going to be an, an amazing trip. The Japanese are bench press gods. They are so good at it. They've got the limbs for it. They've got the, the you know the the stature for it. And to see these tiny people lift such phenomenal <laughs> weights is just mind blowing. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But they've they've got they've got the right frame for it. Squatting and deadlifting. They're not the best in the world, but, but bench pressing they are. So I think they're going to put on a fantastic show. And there's lots of other things going on at the same time. There's a great big sumo championship on while it's there as well. So you never know. I might get seconded to go and do that as well. I'm keeping quiet, Tony. If you want to be brave, you be brave. <laughs> <laughs> I've left the car on. <laughs> That'll be good. Is it your first trip to Japan? Cause I know it you, is, yeah. I know you've all travelled. But... Yeah, I've never been. Well, that's a good thing about powerlifting. Um, I'm now representing my country again and we're going to places I never would have been before or you never would have thought oh let's dip to Japan for a couple of weeks it's not really the dumb thing for most people <laughs> what are you expecting from it? just to be the best me that's it that's a lovely answer <laughs> yeah. oh, no, that is, yeah. that, you, write, you need to write that one down that is the answer yeah. that, that is a that's correct it. answer that, that's all to I want be to the do. best me yeah. I like that yeah you know I've put the work in and I want to be able to go out there with you know, thinking that I maybe should have. I need to make sure that that's not a case. But no, I'd say that to everyone. I've, I've got quite a few co- people that I coach as well, and that's all I ask for all of my lifters, is just be the best you on the day. Because and that's yeah, all you can expect. Serious head time again. Isn't that what sport should all be? I know, you know, you, you have team sports and, you, and you're playing a team, but if if you do the best that you can do... And you walk off at the end and say, I've given it my all. Sometimes that all is going to be great and you're going to have a trophy. Sometimes that all is not going to be because somebody else was better. But yeah, as long as you've given attitude. everything you've got to give, you should be proud of what your achievement is. Oh, regardless. Regardless. Like the gent earlier when you were saying about whether he's going to make it back to John O'Groats. If he's been the best that he could possibly be, then, yeah. then he should walk away a very proud man. Yeah, I, just, I think everybody should do. I love it when he comes in because we do. Have, just, uh, 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 it's, 
Um, so a trip to um, Romania. Um, yeah, that's later in July. on in the year is sort of yeah, well, it's yeah good. okay. But uh, oh no, not, it's going to be a good. No, that's, that's going to be a good trip. Itself, is it? Yeah, it's going to be a great trip. Yeah, well, I went. I went to um, Czech Republic last year for this. It's a full power, uh, so you're doing squat, bench, and deadlift. So I, I managed to bronze in squat last year while I was out there. Um, so I got on the podium. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna. I think we'll do better this year. Yeah, out of the, out of the two competitions I'm going to this year internationally. That's the one that I'm more excited about. What, the Romania one? Yeah. More yeah. than the... Yeah, there's a couple of guys that I live with on a regular basis in now internationally, but we got to know each other, and, um, yeah, there's going to be some good battles out there. be nice. When does she turn 14? July the 6th. So what's the real highlight of the year going to be? The World Championships, the European Championships... Or the first well, I think it'd be around about July the 10th when there's a North Midlands uh, <laughs> powerlifting competition. You're not in Romania, are you? No, I'm just back. <laughs> I'm just back. We have got, well, there is there is a divisional on, on the 6th of July, which is when I'm lifting in Romania. But um, they're so oversubscribed that we spoke to the coach last week and he's putting on an extra one uh, in the midweek so that Ella can lift at that. So there'll be a few others involved on that one there. How difficult... Is it for you? Because Ella's obviously under the guidance of, of your coaches. Mm. Do you get involved? Or, or do you let... Get involved to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I was coaching Ella for some time myself. And then um, it took quite a lot for me to take a step back and say, well, no, let's pass her on. Mark Giles, international coach, world-renowned bloke. He's um, the bloke's genius. So I thought, well, best just to send her there. I gave him a, gave him a bell, and he, he said, "Yeah, brilliant. We'll still she'll start tomorrow night on Wednesday and and, swap, and lift with the juniors." I'm I'm a great believer in that. Parents are probably better off not there at the at the train. Oh, doubtless, yeah. Um, I, both my grandchildren, I, I do keep going back to them, and I'm a granddad. Why not? Um, did I tell you one of them was captain of Whitley Vale? <laughs> anyway, that's by not, 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 not once. Not it's once. About um, nine times, though, so, yeah. Oh, proud, mate. <laughs> um, the rugby has coaching sessions up, up there that um, the supporters, i.e. mum and dads, have to mm. be silent or yeah. they're asked to leave. Mm. The captain can speak, the coaches can speak. Um, I think children... And, and I'm not knocking your guidance of, of Ella, but no, um, no, you're right. They're so much better under an independent, mm. on an independent yeah, yeah. coach. I mean, we, I'm really lucky. Ella, she's so attentive and she listens, and um, her progression's been great. But she's flying now, going and seeing Mar once a week. I go in with her. Um, it's our gym too, so I go in and I'll have a chat with Mark afterwards, and we'll talk about how she's getting on and little pointers we can do at the weekends and everything else that we do. But yeah, it's not it's not so much a hands on from me anymore, because that's not my job, um, and my job's going to be just to sit there petrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am told by very very reliable force, so, sources that sitting in the audience watching apparently is a lot harder than oh, what yeah. I do. Oh. It's going July the tenth, mate. It's going to be an awful long day. Well, it, it will it, be. It, it be all right, really though, isn't it? It's exciting. It won't be for it. Should be should be well up for it. But, oh, uh, I know. Yeah. But it's going to be a long day for you. We'll come and talk to James, Ella, and Tony in a few minutes. But coming up next, uh, Graham Welsh with the wonderful. It's the report of the week, really, isn't it? The Newark Striders report. Park runs, 
running to the top of the hill and all the way down again. There used to be a song about that, didn't they? And um, marathon preparations make up the report of the week from the one and only Mr Graham Welsh. Graham, it's all yours. Thank you very much, and good evening, everybody. Yes, uh, I'll start off, really, on with Saturday. We had uh, uh, people doing park, park runs up and down the country, and uh, at some of those park runs, uh, some of the striders were reaching uh, milestones. So, uh, um, for example, uh, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Thompson, he did his 150th uh, uh, park run on, on Saturday, and uh, bear in mind that Brian's one of the uh, people who run the, run the core team for the, for the park runs. He's um, also done over 100 sort of volunteers. And we had uh, uh, somebody else uh, run uh, their 100th park run as well on Saturday. On to Sunday, and it was the Grantham Cup. And uh, we had four uh, New York Striders uh, taking part in what's a fairly uh, tough uh, trail 10K course. It's got a couple of uh, what Peter Davis describes as extreme inclines in uh, uh, and so it's a, a couple of steep, steep hills there. Peter's not known for exaggerating, so uh, if he's at extreme inclines, I'm perfectly prepared to take his word. And Peter was the first of the striders to finish, uh, 52 uh, minutes and 45 seconds, followed in by uh, Gary Bourne, 56 minutes and 42 seconds, and David Taylor, who was uh, taking part in uh, a sort of canny cross event. So there's quite a lot of people uh, running with dogs on harnesses at the Grantham Cup, this popular event with the Cross community and David Taylor finished in uh, 58 minutes and 24 seconds. And Chris Craig, she was the last uh, uh, strider to finish, uh, one hour nine minutes and 56 seconds. But so it's a really tough course, so that's actually a really good time. Good time for Chris. It's quite an interesting event. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. People running with dogs and the Cross event, and the, the horse trails are going on in the background as well. So you're quite likely to see a, a horse. Uh, <laughs> horse and rider going, going past you and, and taking a, a jump as you're, uh, of, of one of the obstacles as you're running around the course. So it wasn't a great deal of racing over the weekend. It was really about the Grantham Cup, but we've got plenty of stuff coming up and uh, started enough on the upcoming Sunday with a very popular Lincoln 10K race um, in city centre there and there'll be thousands of people taking part and, uh, and watching the race. And there's always a good turnout of uh, New York Strides there. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to taking part in that one myself, and I'm sure it'll be a, 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 a great day of racing, which I'll tell you all about next week. This is the first uh, of our sort of spring marathons on, on Sunday as well. We've got Simon Roberts taking part in the uh, Manchester Marathon, and uh, so he, Simon's one of the um, sort of, sort of up-and-coming sort of fast, fast runners. He's got youth on his side and uh, enthusiasm and commitment and uh, he ran his first marathon last year at Yorkshire, and uh, despite picking up a bit of a twinge in his, in his leg round, on the way round, he still ran a fantastic time of three hours and 16 minutes, so really excited to see what uh, Simon does on, uh, on Sunday at Manchester. And so there's plenty of striders um, taking part in marathons this spring. So last year we had over 40 striders taking part in, in marathons, and... Uh, some of them in multiple events. So, um, you know, we ran over 50 in total within the club. And just in the next sort of month or so, we've got uh, people running London Marathon. We've got uh, people running the Blackboard Marathon, Paris Marathon, Boston, Lincolnshire Marathon, and um, Liverpool as well. And uh, maybe even somebody down, down at Brighton too. I'm not quite sure um, about that one. But there's certainly plenty coming up. 
And the, the spring marathon, really, the, the culmination of months and months of training. We tend to start uh, our marathon preparations around Christmas, uh, and failing that, certainly uh, straight after New Year. And then most Sundays are spent doing increasingly long runs to the point where, sort of in, in March, we're running 20 uh, to 20. 23 miles or so on a Sunday morning but other runs in the week so lots of other things get sacrificed and it really is quite a quite a commitment so when it comes to the actual day itself there's four maybe 500 miles of, of training gone in, uh, to, in during the preparations so it's exciting time for uh, people who do marathons in the club that's not everybody obviously but uh, um, certainly a notable uh, minority of the club take part in those events and uh, they've got some uh, coming up in the next month or so and uh, I'll tell you all about them when we've run them, Mick. Are you, are you in line for one? I am, yeah. I did a couple last year, and I'm down to do the Paris Marathon this year, so uh, yeah, it's a bit of a treat, obviously. Well, somebody, some, every week. somebody's got to go and do it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so there's a few of us going over to Paris to take part in the Paris Marathon, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that one, as they've been preparing for it for months. It's in a fortnight's time on the 14th of, uh, of April. Yes. Str- Only I, I think, would choose uh, to follow Adam Holland onto the show to talk about marathon <laughs> running. So, if ever you get Lewis Hamilton on, uh, you know, to talk about F1 or something, then you know, I'll come on and talk a bit about race uh, <laughs> if you want. You know, uh, I'm I'm just contemplating striders in Paris. To be honest, striders in Paris in spring. Oh, there you are. There's the headline already. Yep, uh, it'll all be about the running. You know, you know me. I know you. That's the rest of it's the rest of them I'm worried about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know you'll take it serious. I'll well, take it seriously when I'm around. You know, I'm not <laughs> any of this nonsense. Um, no, no, no wine and uh, sort of trips on the Seine and anything or anything. It will all be about uh, all about the running. Yeah, we'll we'll ask you when we'll ask you when you all get back. We'll count we'll count them all out, Graham, and we'll count them all back. Definitely. Um, finally, um, if the professor says it was an incline, it must have been one heck of an incline up Absolutely. to Belmont Tower. Yeah, no understatement there. Uh, no, I've, I've I've walked it up there, and that was bad enough. And uh, I commend every one of them that that did did that. Graham, a fantastic weekend, um, and we look forward to uh, April's always a special month, isn't it? it is. Always a special month. Um, on the running circuit so we we look forward to you telling us all about it and probably about about the third week in april you'll still be in paris so we'll <laughs> we'll talk to you from paris okay <laughs> lovely thanks graham Bye-bye. thank you bye-bye graham walsh there and the um the wonderful newark striders report dad's decided that he's talking next so if we just put the mic over to ella <laughs> i love doing that it's, con- it's control you see <laughs> it really is um when he goes over to um japan obviously you know he can't he can't go it's school time and it's also i've got no doubt ridiculously expensive as well to go to, to japan but uh um it, it is school time um is there any is it going to be on social media tv or can you stream anything how will you keep up with what dad's doing um well it there is a live stream on youtube which i watch um which is quite handy because if it's if i'm in lessons when it comes to break and lunch i'll quickly get my phone see how everything's going <laughs> you can imagine now what what are you doing now? I'm watching Dad in Japan and all of a sudden Arthur School's going to be around watching this YouTube feed. I have to say, uh, last year, I can't remember which competition it was, um, I was in the school library and I was watching it on the laptop 
and the librarian just went behind me and she was like what are you watching i was like my dad <laughs> and she was like oh wow is that your dad and i was like yeah you know just, just being yeah. not doing a normal just his normal thing. day yeah <laughs> oh, it's, it's wonderful it's wonderful um let's talk about um your music for a couple couple of minutes you said the clarinet and the and the yeah, piano yeah. um totally different instruments is it why how just i don't um, know well i started off with piano when i was six and now i'm on to grade four um that's fun um i think that's going to be one of the instruments that i'm going to carry on and be pr- pr- proud to say you know like I play piano. are you is the full plan to follow him into the forces um no uh, no hoping to become a chiropractor all right I just yeah. just wondered with the you know because the forces and the music is something very yeah. ve- and very special. Yeah, my mum was also a musician in the RAF. So, oh, well, she still is. Yeah, so. oh, that's absolutely yeah. wonderful, isn't it? What does she play? She plays the flute. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! And have you thought of the Newark um, band or anything? Or um, have you thought about taking you know getting involved in a professional dear i've said the wrong thing <laughs> but, uh, uh, have, have, have you thought of taking it away from from let's let's do it this way then dad have if she takes it away from school and joins a, a group a band or whatever is that the next stage ella is that what you'd want to do with your music um i'm not sure really i haven't really thought about it that much but who knows who knows who knows indeed where it's all gonna go um <laughs> He's, i love him i love him to bitch i really do um a couple of minutes then on 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 ella's music i mean your music and some of the stories you told you you you've told us from the band and the forces now i just assume that she would probably want to follow well we'll see won't we um like, like ella says mum's mum still is a professional musician um and it's just more of a an educational tool for me anyway um, encouraging your children to play music and it gives us something else to do and something else to enjoy if she decides that one day she wants to do it professionally then crack on but um, for now I think I think also it is proven that it does help studies school wise um, being a musician but it's just for fun really I think that's all we all we ask her for is to practice and do you still play any instrument at all or, Ooh, or no. have the days have, have, no. that, that's been consigned to I've the got my regimental side room in the corner in the hallway and that's about it <laughs> no i just haven't got the time these days it's so time consuming and all and do, do, and doing yeah. what you're doing yeah yeah and but having played at the top level as well to be able to then you know go and do it again it's 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 a quite a travel to to the bands that are, that are good to play with yeah so i just haven't got the time nor the physical ability anymore. I'm not as flexible as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I tried and played, it hurt by the end. How? <laughs> I mean, you must have, have... How does the back take... Um, I, I know you you lift correctly and, mm. and, 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 all, and all, all that, but the strain and the stress on the back... Well, ironically, I used to have a really bad back until I started lifting. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'd go for days and felt like chronic back pain but through lifting and building the muscles around it and having a very strong core can sort out most back problems it would appear so yeah 
it's just doing it clever. It's in the, opposite, clever it's in the opposite, opposite direction to what you would think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your core, your core gives so much support to your back and surrounding muscles that um, without a strong core, that's why mo- why most people have got back problems. Yeah, it's because they're, they're lacking in core strength, which is your foundation for your whole body, really. That, that middle section. And with Ella, obviously, she is still growing. Well, yeah, that's why that's why you don't get children to compete until the fourteen. But at fourteen, they're still they're still developing muscularly, but their body's gone through certain biological processes by the time they're fourteen for most children. Um, and then this deemed them that they are fit enough; the bones are of the right structure to be able to um, to be able to take the forces necessary. But running up to this now, she's not lifting at a full capacity at all. Like she said earlier, talking about reps, it's about speed and about technique. I mean, she's only squatting, I say only, less than 45 kilos for five, sets of five. Which only? Is a, which is, yeah, which okay. is a fair weight on squats. That's two bags of potatoes plus for you, Mr mm. Smith. And that, <laughs> you know, I can't pick but one. But for now, that, that's so sub-maximal for Ella that it's more about working on technique and everything. And that, that's, that's coming on leaps and bounds. Do you find yourself correcting her if she sort of bends over wrong or anything like that because she's got to keep that back of hers absolutely spot on now hasn't she well you can tell with training how it's going and um, like she says she's thinking of hopefully going to be a chiropractor she goes so she ought to know about well yeah yeah we've got yeah, um, got five minutes at the end have you because i'm <laughs> <laughs> want to give aiden robinson a shout at itrm up in doncaster <laughs> so i travel up there to see my chiropractor aiden uh itrm and um he sort of said you know if elephants is doing this then um please can i help her yes which is a great opportunity so but no no so you just keep an eye on these sort of things absolutely fascinating and uh, i do thank you both for coming in james both of you even you're going to come in and tell us what happened in tokyo you've got to come in and tell us what happens in july because we really (laughs) desperately need to know that so i think we're going to see a lot more of these two um in 2019 tony absolutely fantastic guest tomorrow night um, we're going to be talking rugby nick paulson's coming in and um he's going to chat about a charity match that, that and and an awful lot more we'll just as usual we'll wing it see you later Bye-bye. <laughs>